welcome back to another episode of the Retired College Athletes Podcast, a podcast designed to inspire and inform the next generation of female college athletes. I'm your host, Sydney Umeri, and today we are doing our first solo cast. Solo casts are shorter podcasts with just me. I will not be interviewing anybody else. And this gives us an opportunity to review previous podcasts to talk about the topics that came up there, specifically the reoccurring ones, as well as dive into one or two particular topics that I think everyone could benefit from hearing more about. So without further ado, let's hop into our first one. So guys, we have interviewed three different amazing women. We start out with podcast episode two with Lauren Brown talking about being pre-med and a D1 athlete. We moved to Haley Hughes in episode three, who talked a lot about sports specialization and had a lot of gems there, but discussed many different things from community to recruiting in the, at the NAIA level and so much more. And then we had Megan Morris, who was a D1 athlete walk-on at Auburn University who got cut and was able to make something beautiful come out of such a hard situation. One of the reoccurring themes that I heard in these podcasts was how necessary it is to advocate for yourself during the recruiting process. I feel like there is this misconception that if a coach is not interested in you, then you just probably won't get recruited. You might as well just, you know, not try and maybe you're not as good as you think you are, whatever lies you may be telling yourself. And to be honest, I don't necessarily think that's true. Recruiting is an interesting thing. Hopefully you are in the area where coaches can see you and, you know, you're at the right tournaments and showcases and whatever that looks like. Hopefully, you know, you're good enough to the point where they can't deny not coming to see you and they need they need you on their team. So they're coming after you. But if that's not the case, you should definitely still work through your recruiting process. It'll look a little different. It'll look like you advocating for yourself a lot more, but there is no shame in that at all. I think one thing that most people get wrong is when you look at recruiting for big five schools, uh, schools that are in the big five conferences, generally speaking, a lot of those girls are being courted, but that's only a small percentage of people who actually play in college. There are so many girls who play mid-major, division two, division three, NAIA, who champion their own recruiting process. And it's just not that talked about. So I want to kind of take some time to flesh that out. You don't necessarily have to be the top recruit. You don't have to have coaches coming after you to walk away with a scholarship at the end of your high school career. So what does that look like? Lauren mentioned how her dad reached out to a lot of coaches through email, just sending tape through discussion, sending stats, and having the coach end up being interested enough to come out and watch her play. From there, she got a scholarship. Megan talked about sending tapes herself. One part that I cut out from that interview was she sent her tape to a university and they actually sent it back. And she just kind of took it in stride. It is a lot of putting yourself out there. It's a lot of advocating for yourself. It can be really uncomfortable. No one wants to hear the word no. But truly, at the end of the day, you only need one school to say yes, to say that they want you. And hopefully you would want to go to that school as well, but you only need one scholarship offer to have the chance to play at a university that you want to and hopefully get it paid for. You don't have to have a million. And I think we all would want to have a bunch of schools coming after us, but keep in mind that the goal is you can really only go to one school at a time or commit to one school out of high school. So you just need one. Don't get so caught up in the numbers of 
everyone having a lot. That's awesome. But one is what you're looking for. So to transition, it would be so unfair of me to talk about recruiting without mentioning the times that we currently live in. It's 2020 and we're all going through a pandemic. The whole world is going through a pandemic. Everything's changing. Schools are changing. Workplaces and how they operate are changing. And recruiting is changing. Now, don't get me wrong. There are still showcases that happen. There's still opportunities to be seen in person by coaches. But for the most part, it can be kind of hard. Maybe you're not comfortable playing or competing just yet with other people Maybe coaches just aren't at those events anymore like they used to be. I understand that it can be tough. And if you're coming here hoping that I have the answer to how to be recruited during COVID, I'm so sorry, but I don't. And if anyone tells you that they have the answer, I know how you can get recruited. I know I know what this process is. Honestly, I would turn and run very quickly because no one has ever had to be recruited during a pandemic No one has had to coach during a pandemic like this. No one has been an athlete during a pandemic like this. So I don't want to pretend like I know everything. That would be very disingenuous. But with that said, from the interviews that I've had, the ones that you guys haven't even heard yet, from the common themes of how people have gotten recruited, and even from my own recruiting process, I feel like I have some tips that can really help you get recruited during this time. Number one, a recruiting video. And I know what you're thinking, Sydney, this is not breaking news. Like we've all heard of a recruiting video. You might even have a recruiting video and you're like, eh, I'm ready to check out. Uh, Before you do that, I just want to offer a different take on a recruiting video. Generally speaking, when I hear and see of recruiting videos, it's your name flashing across the screen with maybe a few metrics like your average points per game um, or your height, weight, whatever is important for your sport. And then it breaks into a compilation of videos from you competing. Uh, It's your best games, your best moves, all that stuff. And at the end, it's like, please choose me. Like, you know, something like that. And I think that we could do better. To me, recruiting right now is a lot like trying to get a job. How can you stand out? When you go to LinkedIn as an adult or someone looking for a job and you submit for a job, There's a bunch of people submitting for a job, especially during this time during COVID when, you know, unemployment is high. A lot of people are trying to be seen. But how can you actually be seen? How can you actually get the attention of coaches? I think that each video that you submit to coaches should look a little different. And this is what I mean. Instead of the first thing that they see being your name flashing across the screen with some metrics about you. And then, then all of a sudden we're into your, your tape, your best moves, your, your, like how you can perform the best. I think it should start with you being on camera, talking specifically to the coaches that you hope to watch and listen to your video about how you've researched their program, about what you like about their program, about how you feel like you can fit into it, all of those things. So here's a good example. I would get in front of the camera and be like, hi, coach so-and-so. I'm Sydney Mary. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. And this is the position I play. I'm a forward. I've been looking into your school for X number of years. And I really appreciate the way that you run your system. I'm a run and gun type of player. So the way that you guys play in transition is what I love. And I think that I could really thrive in your program. This is a little bit about my game. I am a slasher to the rim. I have great mid-range, shooting about 64, 65% from the field. I'm a finesse player around the basket, and I'm working on my three-point game. 
you can always add a little bit more or less to that, but then you break into the clips of you playing. And from there, they should be able to see exactly what you just spoke on. So you said that you're a slasher to the rim. Okay, I hope that you have clips of you driving. You say that you have good mid-range game. Show them the spots that you're good at. You say you like to run and gun. Let's see how you play in transition. Honestly, look at how they run their system. Figure out how you can fit into it. Speak to those points. Show them what you're talking about. And then at the end of the video, don't just cut it off and be like, hey, yeah, I hope you choose me, like in text on the screen. I think you should actually end the video on the screen again saying, you know, thank you so much for your time in watching this video. I know, you know, there's a lot that you could be doing as a college coach, especially during this time. And then every coach, every head coach has assistant coaches. And generally speaking, in your sport, you'll be working with a specific coach for your position. I would speak directly to how you've watched how girls in that position have gotten better under this coach and how you feel like you could be well coached under them as well. So let's say I'm a forward and I'm like, I see how your forwards have from year to year gotten better with their ball handling. There was a freshman that came in and now that she is a sophomore junior, I can really see the growth, how they've increased their mid range game and extended their range. I also really love how you guys run a Princeton offense, if that's what they run or that you guys are really good at your zone that you press whatever that looks like. And of course I'm using terminology specific to basketball because that was my sport, but speaking specifically to the program, specifically to the coach and how they run their system. And at the end, wrap it up with that. Say thank you again and then end it. I think that alone will get the attention of a lot of college coaches. I don't think that will be too hard for this generation, especially considering, you know, how much time we spend on Instagram and TikTok and all that good stuff. You're already in front of the camera. So to really just humble yourself and get in front of the camera and advocate for yourself. Like Megan said, there's something about humbling yourself and telling a coach, hey, I really want to play for you. I really want to be a part of this program and doing it in that way. I feel like that alone will get their attention because they're getting videos these days, like especially with COVID-19. I've talked to some of my friends that are in college athletics and coaches are requesting more video at this point just to keep it safe so they're not traveling as much, but also it's just a good way to recruit. And so I think by putting yourself out there in the video, it's going to feel uncomfortable, but I think the payoff is going to be huge. One thing that I've learned and continue to learn is that you truly have to be sold out for what you want. If you're not sold out for it, then the chances of you achieving it just aren't there or just aren't as high because you have to really want it. And how do you, how do you show you really want it? You sell out, you do everything you possibly can. I want to make sure that whether you get recruited or you don't, you can say that I did everything I possibly could. And so while COVID-19 is causing us to have to take a few pivots and change how we're doing things, I think that this is a small change that could really make a huge difference for anyone who's trying to get recruited. Number two, don't just stop with the video. Create an athletic CV. And, you know, by CV, I mean resume. And this doesn't have to be just solely your highlights, like your stats and stuff, but Again, touch on their system and how you think you can play into it. Touch on some things that you're actually going to give them in the video that's going to go with the CV. Almost like recreating what you mentioned in the video on this athletic resume. Talk about your strengths. Talk about what you're trying to get better at. And also leave academic information on there too. We are ultimately trying to be student athletes and the student part is very important as you guys know. The clearinghouse, there are certain academic requirements that you need to achieve before 
coaches can even really consider you. And so by leaving that information in there, it's really helpful for them to understand if you can even get into the school. So that's super helpful. I know that this can be kind of confusing, especially for high school kids who may have never had to put together a resume. So one thing that I've done is I've created a resource that is in the description, in the show notes, that you can download. It's the athletic CV, athletic resume that I'm talking about. It's an example I've used myself, and you can download it, edit it, do whatever you want to do with it. But I just wanted to kind of show you guys what that will look like. Ultimately, when adults apply for jobs, they're giving resumes. I think that providing a nice, graphically pleasing resume that provides good information about you and what you're capable of, that you understand the program and the systems that they run, but also that you're a good student, I think that that will enhance your chances of the coach recruiting you or paying attention to you. The biggest thing is they they really do get a lot of emails and you just want to make sure that yours stands out. Finally, number three, make sure that you're sending the email to the right person. Please, please, please do not send the email to the head coach. They're generally speaking, not in charge of recruiting. I don't want to speak for every school. Some head coaches may be in charge of recruiting. For example, like Haley, she mentioned that she had a really good relationship with her coach and that he kind of led the charge in recruiting. He was also the AD. So I think honestly, that's how she wanted to do it. She could have sent it to him, but for a lot of programs, they do have someone who is in charge of recruiting. Do your research, get their email, talk to former players, get their email, and make sure it gets into their hands. The best case scenario is if you know a player who recently graduated or is currently on the team who could actually send this information for you or get it to the coach in some way in terms of printing it out and putting it on their desk, whatever that looks like, or just talking to the coach for you. But I understand not everyone has access to people like that for schools that they want to go to. So my biggest advice to you is make sure that you get it into the hands of the right person. There's usually someone who is in charge of recruiting. Sending it to the position coach could also be good, but I would highly avoid, I I would recommend that you avoid the head coach because that's generally not their wheelhouse. With that said, I'm not speaking in absolutes. Some schools do run it that way. So that will wrap it up for our first solo cast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, advocate for yourself. I hope my tips helped. Keep in mind that that resource, that athletic CV, athletic resume is in the description, also known as the show notes. You can also go to my site and download it there. Links will be down below. Download it, use it. Let me know how that goes for you. I hope that this really does help someone and that they can land their scholarship and opportunity to play at the next level through this. I do want to get to a few housekeeping things. As always, if you like this podcast, if you find it useful, please subscribe. Also consider sharing it with a friend. This will help the podcast grow and get to the ears of the right people. I really hope that I'm giving information that is valuable to you. And so if you do find it valuable, please, again, feel free to subscribe and share. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. It's at Retired College Athletes. And we have a website, www.retiredcollegeathletes.com. There you can type an email, leave a message, and I will read it. I'll try and incorporate your suggestions. Or if you know someone who would be great on this podcast, leave their contact information in there and I will try and get to them so that they can be on the podcast in the future. Also, if there are any topics that you want me to cover, leave it there as well. 
Finally, guys, I just want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to me and this passion project that I have created. Truly, I really hope that this finds the ears of the people who need it most, whether it's aspiring college athletes that really want advice on what the next level looks like, current college athletes that just want to know that they're not going it alone and that other women have experienced the triumphs and trials that they're going through, as well as for former college athletes who are working on that transition out that can be a little painful, but you'll get through it, and also parents and friends of these athletes. You guys are awesome, and I think that this podcast will provide some great information for you guys to better support your athletes. With all that being said, guys, I can't wait to talk to you next week. Have a great week. Thank you.